So breathe. And that's not just for you, that's for me. Because when you go and you have a morning like this and where God's spirit moves, there is a lot at work in the spiritual realm. There's a lot for us to hold in leadership to discern. There's a lot that you also understand that will happen in the next few days because, you know, you can't come from a service like this and say, oh, I was glorified, you know, walk out there, and the whole week is going to be going great. <laughs> because in this world, we will have trials and tribulations. But he says, take courage. I've overcome this world. And what we are doing here is that we are experiencing God in a way that empowers us so that the days that lies ahead, we can stand with that armor and stand strong. And that's the, the whole idea. When we do communion like we did this morning, the cross is so real to us. For some people, it's only real Easter time. For some people, it's only real at certain times. But for us, it's in our daily lives that we experience him. So I've got a few things to do this morning. Sheldon has this way of making sure that he leaves when I preach. So I don't know if it's my preaching style. Is this being recorded? I hope it is. Because I think he needs to hear this. Because he does listen to the stuff. Uh, to say, Sheldon, why do you leave when I preach every time? And I told him that. And he says, no, because I trust you. I'm like, okay, that's a good excuse. You're now exonerated. <laughs> but here's the part. They're having an amazing time in Port Elizabeth. Um, he sent me a message this morning. And uh, there's been some challenges that they've seen. But the one thing that stood out in the message that he sent, and which is no different to the other travels that Sheldon, and now as we know Kathleen and the family is with, where God is aligning our hearts with the right people for the right time and preparing the bride. And why I'm saying this is this is not a trip just where Sheldon goes and it's all great and all that. We're starting to see the tapestry of God and what is happening being fulfilled through the church. Not just the bay. So there are many churches that has been networked with over time. And Sheldon and Kathleen with their families, they are representing us in the side of Port Elizabeth. And as some of you know, it's a beautiful town. Very windy for some. Yeah, like a boring for some other. But yeah, I'm so sorry. If you're from Port Elizabeth, my apologies. No, no, no. But Port <laughs> Nathan, we must encourage our, our cities. But um, some people run away. But here's the part. I've, I've only got a limited time that we're going to do, and I'm going to try to race through some stuff. What is significant about me being up here this morning is that we've waited and bided our time just to talk to you a little bit, and some of you who've been at the Bay long enough will know what we're going to talk about. And I feel sometimes when I stand up here, um, I need to be very careful as to what we are saying on the one hand, but also who we're representing. And I want to tell this to you this morning as a disclaimer, or as a T's and C's, or the fine print that some of us don't read, that whatever's going to be shared about here this morning is not about the people standing here. It's not about the things we're going to show you. We are here to encourage you as a testimony of God's goodness and His faithfulness. So when you're going to come to me afterwards and say, Edel, you've done well, then truthfully, rather hold your words. And the organization has done well and the bay. Because we cannot receive any glory for what we're going to share with you this morning. Let us not take away from what God is doing. That is what we're going to do this morning. We're going to share testimonies with you. And so there's a few of us who are going to preach. Imagine getting seven preachers preach at the bay at one time for us. And we only have 40 minutes to do it. All things are possible. 
through him that strengthens us. Oh, like a lecker that scripture comes in there now. Yeah, somebody here needs to preach this morning. Okay, so the basic church, as we know, is not unique in what we are doing. We, we've aligned ourselves with like-minded churches and people to understand what is God doing? Where is the kingdom of God going? Because he's coming for a prepared bride. He is not coming for a ministry, for an organization, or an individual. He is coming for the church, the ecclesia, the one that he has ordained and said, look after the orphans, look after the widows, look after those that are destitute, look after the foreigners, look after my children for those that are poor. He's coming for those that fulfills his mandate on earth. And that is us, the church. And he wants a bride that is spotless and without blemish. That's a tall order. Because you know what? I heard something yesterday at a funeral. And this was somebody who's been serving God for many years. He's 73 years old. And he says, the sleeping giant, the church, needs to awaken. Because when the church gets up, the enemy must flee. Yes, we do it individually, but collectively. When we start talking together, when we start talking to our brothers and our sisters that are in other buildings that carries tabs and names and brands that truthfully must fall away. Because we are one in Christ. And so the Bay City Church has taken the approach as to, Lord, what are you saying to us in terms of serving the city? Not just here at the Bay every Sunday and just the community, but what are you saying to us in the city? What are you saying in the nations? What are you saying to us? How do we respond as a way of preparing for that? Can I just let you in a little bit? If for some of you who have been in elders' meetings, you will know when you get to some elders' meetings, there's an agenda, which is good, and there's a discussion around uh, the finances, which is not bad, but then it goes through all the ministries and the programs and the activities. And then at the end, they say, okay, what is God saying through all of this? With us as the leadership, we didn't take that approach. We start off by saying, God, what are you saying? Yeah. When we come together, we don't have that agenda. There's, Sheldon normally has the most points. He's going to get a lot of this and he's gone now. So it's probably because I missed him. But this, truthfully, he comes with a lot. Finance has got a bit more than him. I come with only one point sometimes. Okay? But the point is, when we get together, we're trying to understand what is God doing and what is he saying. Not just in terms of our programs and ministries. Those things are good, but we do not do works. We need to understand that our role is to have encounters with the Lord and so that when we read his word, we can understand the revelation of what God is doing. And so at the Bay, we have aligned ourselves to that. And that means we also have a social responsibility. It means there are families in, our, in the life of the church that are struggling. There are families that are going through difficult times. So it's one thing to say, we pray for your brother or sister, but it's another thing when they walk away and they're still hungry and they still need somebody to pray for them. It's another thing if there's people who lost their homes and we say, well, pray for you. And, and I heard a friend of mine do a radio interview and he got highly criticized for this because he said, I, I'm, I'm okay with Christians praying, but there's also a part we neglect that God says, go and do. And that is true. And so for those who know the history, we've got Siakula going in the life of the church. For some of you, um, you might, if you look to this side here, and this is maybe worth noting, 
Who hasn't seen this corner that empty in the last two to three years now? Because for those who don't know, you, some of you didn't even notice, you just come to church, it was a holy place, but there's a lot happening here. In that corner, from 2019, we actually handed the corner back to the church just before the One Accord conference about a month ago. Why? Because we stored things in there, and in this whole building, there are things that is happening in this church that is actually open seven days a week, not 24 hours, but with different things and activities besides other ministries that is happening in the life of the church. And the reason why I'm highlighting this is because as the church, we felt our need to respond must be one that is structured, there is one that has a system in place, there's one that will also meet the needs of those in the life of the church, start with Jerusalem, will go to Judea, and then to the ends of the earth, and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And so Siakula means we are growing, it's our primary goal is to restore people's lives. And what, one of our mandates is our mandate is transforming lives by developing families and serving them with dignity. I had a, a, a director of the NGO came a few months ago, actually, sorry, a few years ago in COVID time. And he said to me, Errol, you have helped me restore my view of doing relief work with people. Because in the life of what we do as the church, and as a nonprofit organization, Siakula, we said that one of the cornerstones is we must do it in a dignified way. We want to see families grow to their full potential and thrive in every aspect of their life. How do we do what I'm saying? These are nice words, but it requires action. And so Siakula, for those who know, we work with First Thousand Days. We've got a, um, a program that works with children that are learning differently. We have a women's group. We've put our men's group on pause. We had one uh, a while back, and we put it on pause for practical reasons. And then our services, in light of what we do, is we have health and wellness. We have the relief program, education and training, and then enterprise development. Now, here's the thing. Everything you see here requires things, people, and stuff that needs to happen. And God gave us a word. In 2017, when we started to, uh, to have conversations and pray about Siakula, 2018, we only launched it off in 2019. Because it was important for us not to just respond in a way of saying, oh, great, we got the answer, but hear God's voice, because everything must be according to his timing. So we can have great ideas, but until it's God's ideas, we cannot take it further. I'm just going to go through this. This is actually something I want to park for a while that will be the framework of today. What is the purpose of this mystery that we speak about? And so Ephesians 3 says, to me who may have less than the least of all saints, this grace was given that I should preach amongst the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places. I want to pause there. Look there, it doesn't say Siakula. Doesn't say any other NGO. It says that through the manifold wisdom of the church, that God will be made manifest. And we love NGOs. We're in that sector. We love what God is doing. But if there's not a purpose that is in line with God's plan through the church, then truthfully, you're just walking on a treadmill, going nowhere slowly. And according to the eternal purposes which has He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have the boldness to access with confidence through faith in him. Therefore, I ask what you do, do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, 
which is your glory. So when we're asking ourselves what are we, why are we going through what we're going through as individuals, it's not for his glory, it's for your glory. But it's through a testimony of what God is doing. And why I put the scripture here, because we want to align and help people to understand that when you hear what we are doing and what God is doing through the Bay City Church and other churches, and we find this later in, in what has happened, is that the programs that we are running must fall in line with his word, with his plans, and with his purposes. So Ray, I'm going to invite you to come and preach the, the first few minutes. So don't you want to come and join us? So why am I inviting Ray? Because Ray is the chairperson of Siakula. Ray has got extreme experience in quite a lot of nonprofit work. Ray and his family uh, came here quite a while back. And for those who've met the Partridges, truthfully, your life will never be the same again. Joe makes the most amazing dishes. So learn to know this family because you will pick up a few kilos along the way. <laughs> but equally... How do I manage this? Eh? No, 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 that's, a, that's your, um, uh, it's your DNA. Yeah, yeah. And also, you're running up and down your house. I see you run around. Ray plays soccer. He was at the camp with us. I couldn't believe how Ray was tackling the guys during soccer time. It was amazing. Anyway, Ray, so the other part is, so when we started to talk through what God is doing, God gave us a few people's names. Ray is a chartered accountant. He does the numbers. He's also part of the finance team for Siakula. But equally, that's not why Ray is here. Why Ray is here is that he's going to just share a little bit of his heart why he's with Siakula. Yeah. That's a, question. That's a good question. Yeah. Speak to us, Ray. I believe in the church. I believe that God wants us as church to make a difference to our city. And I think, um, and for, for me, things like Siakula are where we can then make a difference to our community and have a story to tell and an and and impact to make in the city. And one of the things I really believe as well is that um, God wants to download to us strategies and plans that will be radical and different. So I, I, I believe is that, that as church we... We've, we've got access to heaven and his and God's plans. So what we do, and that's why I love it, and that's why I want to be part of it, what we do, the things we do, we'll be pioneering. They'll be, we'll be doing things differently, and we'll be a, a hitting the issue differently because God's going to give us heaven's strategies for changing this city. Thank you, Ray. So we have a board. And uh, the board members are some of them you'll see at the back of the picture there. Uh, we have Tabu, we have Caleb, we have Michelle, we have Nontrantla um, as part of the board. Did I forget anybody? I think that's about it. And these are men and women that has uh, raised their hands, and all of them are from the Bay, who felt that they would like to serve with us. How does that impact in the life of what we do as, as, a, as an organize, organization, having people in church involved, and their families. Just talk to us a little bit. No, I think the, 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 the guys who serve on the board, they're really, it's invaluable, because we get a, a, a perspective and hear what God's saying. Um, so they are f they're not there as a token. They're there because we, we believe as a group of 
men and women together, we can hear and produce wisdom and give in practical terms as well, some of the practical things we have to face. Um, I have to say, if I look at Siakula over the last two or three years, I think, I think there's an element where we need funds, and there is a disappointment in me that we haven't been successful in raising lots of funds, but even in spite of all that, God has used Siakula amazingly. So, and so as a team, we, we need to come together, we need to, to seek God, we need to push where we can, we need to use our wisdom and our resources and sources of um, contacts to open up opportunities to give resources to the kingdom of God. Thank you, Ray. One more question. And this is quite helpful, and Ray mentioned this, because Ray has seen this uh, when we started with Siakula in 2019, and even before that, it's, mo it's all volunteer-based. But now we're at the position where we're feeling the weight of uh, the financial responsibility with those people that are around us. What would be the ideal in, for you as a chairperson leading Siakula uh, with me? How would that, what would be the ideal in light of what I just said now? I think, obviously, we, resources, resources. Um, and it, all, it, it is, in, a, in the end, it's about rands and cents. So we just really want God to open doors and give us wisdom of knowing, because there's lots of, lots of um, opportunities or lots of places we can go for fundraising and we can give a lot of energy. We need the wisdom of God to help us to know which door to open, which one to, which one to go for. It's time-consuming work. It's cause effort and also we want to have the right partnerships as well we mm. want the wisdom to know because there are funds out there that we don't necessarily want to have access to because they will force us into doing things we don't want to do so mm. that's also critical to have wisdom as we we, we, we might be so desperate to raise funds we might just go for anything but we don't want to do that yeah. because we want to be able to say actually no we don't want that because that doesn't fit within with the call that God's called, given us for the work Thank you, Ray. So, so as Ray leaves, he's actually going to take over from his wife now who's going to uh, be at the children's work because uh, there's some people that got sick. But uh, just while Ray, Ray's exiting, we have an opportunity, Ray and I, we meet often, we talk through our family lives, we talk through uh, business, and we also understand where God is taking Siakula. And so we're very grateful to Ray for his experience and his years of being with us because it's quite helpful to shape through where we are going. I'm going to invite Johan and Godfrey to come and join and preach with me. Okay, Manasi, Mr. Van Skalpik. So as they come up, a few years ago we heard this very clearly when we started with Siakula, what is this that we, we have in our hands? What is God saying to us? Yes, we have the building, but we also have people and resources. And so we had the wonderful privilege of these gentlemen. This is the first time they're up here, so I know what's happening here. I can tell you, look at the pipes I told you before, <laughs> pipes moving here. But uh, just to give you context, Johan has been at the Bay for quite a while. He's been involved with a bit with Bread of Life and then um, later on felt that, firstly, Johan's got a certain thing with the staff. He doesn't do it so much now anymore, but once a month you would find Johan come in with a meal for the staff and he'll cook something. And so it was the first time ever that I saw somebody cook a stew in a whole pumpkin with a lid on top, and it was delicious. And so part of the picking up the weight part, Johan, you're to blame for that, uh, because I wanted to skip lunch that day, and I was fasting. 
But Johann's got a servant heart. And so Johann is now 73. So he joined us when he was a young bokeh of 70 years old. And... Um, how long? No, the bay, but Siakula. Yeah, that's right. Oh, he's saying now he was 65. You see, even younger. So we, part of the gray years, what Siakula gave him. <coughs> 65 years, that's right. But some of the gray years, Siakula. And part of it is why I invited Johan to come. Some of you don't know this, but the burglar bars and the gates that you see in the welding is Johan around the life of this church. And he doesn't like to, to let you know. Johan, to the point, taught a few of us how to weld. And so that's been his heart. But his heart is also just to serve. So he comes in, he's involved with a few projects in the life of the church. But Johan, I'm going to give you the mic. Because during COVID and others, you came and you served with us. Why did you do this? First off, I have one question for you. Oh. How do you manage to Photoshop? I like that thing. Yeah, the, the third part of you. Yeah, Photoshop <laughs> is amazing. I, I just took off, I'm doing the same with all my pictures. I take off 10 kilos. It's yeah. easy. You just use erase. Yeah. Uh, there's a good uh, angle. It's really a privilege to be part of Siakula. You know, every time, you, every time your heart beats, it pumps blood through your veins, which brings life, healing, and restoration to every member in your body. And I believe Siakula is part of God's heartbeat. When God sends a message down through the realm of the spirit, and it hits your heart, and it hits my heart, and we respond. It brings healing, it produces life, and it brings restoration to every member in the body of Christ. One of our senses is our touch. How we respond to people in need. The effort we make, our compassion, our willingness. God will always test our willingness. A lot of people in our community comes from a background where there was a lack of empathy, a lack of willingness. And we need to change that. Okay. Thanks, Johan. I'm going to hold that there because I know, and I know your heart is full. But at the same time, Johan, you've been involved with quite a bit of, of Siakula. You've seen it from the relief work side of things. You've seen it from the way we serve beneficiaries from the COVID side. What has stood out the most for you over the years of being with Siakula? What, what, what it brings you back? Now, let, let me explain why I'm saying this, because Johan has been hospitalized on numerous occasions, had a few heart attacks along the way. Johan, um, as you can hear, his very white voice is, is, it transcends from time to time. But part of it, as I'm not joking about it, Johan lacks oxygen in his body sometimes that he needs to go into hospital for a while, get the medication and come back out. Or, be at home for that. And yet, in between all of that, Johan will call me. He'll say, Edel, where are we with this? What's happening? I'm like, Johan, you barely came out of hospital. What's the story here, dude? But you know what? This is his heart. This is what he wants to do. And while I'm raising this, you might think at certain points of your life, there's nothing much I can do. But I do know with you, Johan, and others, you're praying for us. You're checking in. You're, you're encouraging us. And it's an encouragement for us in the background. One more question, Johan. Like I said, what has stood out for you over the time that you've been with Siakula? What has been a highlight for you? I know there's been a few. One of them, you can mention the times I take you for well, breakfast. Well, one yeah. of the highlights has really been noticing the willingness in people's hearts, especially during the lockdown and ever since then. Yeah. How yeah, many people actually got together and worked tirelessly yeah. 
yeah, being servants in, in the kingdom of God. Yeah, thank you, Johan. Because for those who don't know, in, 20, uh, in 2020, over the time with lockdown over the two-year period, there were over 50 volunteers here two, three days a week, served families that grew from five families to over 1,000 families over a period of almost two years. And we could not have done that on our own. And what Johanna's highlighting is the opportunity that God gave us to serve the community and where we are. Hand over the, the mic to Manasseh, Mr. Manasseh before Just you continue. Just one more thing. You, you may. You know, I believe that there's one thing we need to address in this nation. Yes. It's to minimize the gap between the rich and the poor. You know, a lot of the people in our community come from a background where there was a lack of, 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 of empathy, a lack of, of willingness. God is looking for willing hearts. Yeah. People are willing and prepared to, to hear God's heartbeat and to, to see God's heartbeat and to do a life uh, healing and restoration in our nation. Amen. Godfrey is a man of many words. Some of you will see shortly. Just to give you context, Godfrey used to drop his wife here for a few years at this church and used to drive by. He used to think we were one of those drive-by churches. And he later came to discover that we weren't that kind of church. Uh, we weren't also the drop-and-go church, you know, where you just drop your wife and you go. Um, and God arrested his heart out of a, a very difficult situation that came through ministry and, and over time. And what happened is that um, I met Godfrey, we, we chatted, and he decided this is where he wants to plant his feet for now. And Godfrey had his own business, and with many businesses during COVID, they had to close down. And that happened to Godfrey. What equally happened is that during that time, Godfrey said, Edel, I've got time. I don't mind helping to dive and deliver. So every week without fail, Godfrey came, and he helped. He had nine drivers at the time. And Godfrey was one of them. And then he said, you know, I'm actually tired of being a driver. Can I be a projects coordinator? I need a promotion. <laughs> oh, that wasn't his word. Sorry, I read his thoughts. <laughs> but you know what Godfrey did is he said, listen, I see where you're so transitioning. Can I get involved with what you guys are doing? And I said, what do you want to do? He said, I know a bit of DIY. Now, now that was an understatement. For those who know Godfrey, he knows DIY. I know DIY like this, but he knows it like that. And it so happened that we had the containers that were here, and Godfrey worked with us tirelessly every day to revamp and to shift and to move and to do things within Siakola to the point now where he's giving us certain times of the day uh, to work with us in light of what he's still doing. Godfrey, welcome. Welcome, Edel. Hello, Edel. Okay, so what stood out for you with Siakula over the time that you've been with us? And I know Johan shared some of his thoughts. His thoughts. Why are you here? What do you, I mean, why join? And by the way, there's a glamorous picture of you at the back there. Um, it all from starting at the drive-by church, dropping my wife off yes. in the morning. Um, she managed to get me in here at some stage. Yeah. And uh, just listening and looking at things, something inside me said, this is where you need to be. Yeah. And um, looking at... Siakula, what they did in the community, how they impacted the community, and dealing with them with dignity, that really uh, gripped me. Mm -hmm. And that is when I wanted to come and get involved. And um, yes, that's how I found myself at uh, the Bay and involved with Siakula. Okay, thank you. I've got one more question for you, Godfrey, because Godfrey's been involved holding a lot of spaces with us. Some of it is in the life of the church, but with Siakula, there's been a couple of projects that he's always been privy to because of the nature of the work. 
when we started to look at the containers, maybe from your side, because every time I would come to Godfrey and I say, Godfrey, the following needs to be done, but there's not enough funds to do it. How can we get this going? And Godfrey's response is, God will provide. Seriously, that was his response. How have you seen God's provision over time with Siakula and in light of what you've been involved with? I know there's a, a shopping list of stuff, but contain yourself for now. Yeah, it's, it's just been an amazing journey. And, and I'm looking at my own life, and I'm looking at the life of Siakula. Um, there was times where I couldn't imagine or figure out how things are going to, how we're going to survive, firstly, as, as, uh, as an individual, as a family. And then coming to, coming to Siakula, being involved with Siakula, the same, uh, same scenario. We need to do things, but we don't have the funds. Uh, but we've got we've got the manpower and we've got the the ability to make things happen. And also, of course, with the grace of God. Yeah. And it's just been an amazing journey to see how God has carried us through, um, starting at starting in 2019, 2020, uh, when everybody couldn't see hope, and things worked things is taken off mm. and with the containers and the the, the, the health care it, it's unbelievable it's indescribable I can't I can't explain yeah and it is indescribable because you know what if he should list all the things that we have give that was given and that God opened a door for we actually would have, have to have an evening service for that because we would run from the morning to the evening because the list is extensive Godfrey Johan thank you so much and thanks for coming up for sharing your heart. Thank you. <laughs> Michelle? So at Siakula, we have, uh, Michelle serves on the board, but we also have a Siakula Health. Um, and I'll talk to, into that a bit. So on the one hand, for those who don't know, uh, Michelle is a, a doctor. She runs her own practice out in Deep River. But before that, we met uh, many years ago and Michelle shared a dream, and I'll never forget that day. We were sitting at their house, and she was just talking about this dream of a dance and how God has taken her on this dance. And by the way, I'm doing some ballroom lessons just between us. <laughs> I can at least do two dances now. And my two left feet has become a left and a right foot. Okay, that's just a sidebar. But truthfully, what has happened is that when Michelle shared her heart, it was a wonderful opportunity for us to see God's heartbeat because little did she know that in the way God has prepared ourselves was to look at health and what it means. And so Michelle partnered with us, and uh, we later had an, got another doctor who came to speak to us. She, through a Bible study group, heard what we were doing and said, I want to join you guys, and she's an epidemiologist. And so now we have two doctors leading Siakula Health. And so Michelle, it's been a very long, long, long journey because on the one hand, I remember the days we chatted and had coffee, just the two of us, and we were trusting God, and we then saw how the teams and stuff go, grows. Talk to us about your heart for Siakula around the health program. Um, so I just want to say, I know that we've had a bit of chat about um, not having a lot of rands and cents, um, but I think what we have really, really been provided with is human resources. Mm. I mean, God has just really brought 
everything that we need in the people that he has connected us with. And when you talk about being, you know, the church being these hands and feet, yeah. um, all the people that are part of Siakule, they're not all part of the Bay, but God has brought them to us. And the resources that they bring, it truly is the church serving his people. And that's always been my heart um, from the very beginning of when I first got called to be a doctor is that I, I didn't do it for any other reason but to serve people. <clears throat> and I really believe that um, medicine isn't just about health and pills and feeling better. And I think that's the most important thing to me. We have a phrase that we use even in secular medicine called biopsychosocial approach. But a lot of the time we actually extend that to biopsychosocial spiritual. And that really talks about someone's health in its entirety. Their body, which is the bio, the psycho, which is their mind, the social, which is the context. And we talk about supporting families and the spiritual. And that's because we can't do it without Jesus. And so when I see someone and I want to help them, I don't just see them as a snotty nose. <laughs> I see, I want to see them in the context of their family. I want to help them to understand their health. I want to be able to minister to them and to help the family and to prevent. And it's really about seeing people as a whole in their community, in their, um, in their family, and really supporting that. So that's always been my heart. Thank you, Michelle. So what I put up there, you can't see that really because of the images, but those are all the things that we are involved with as a wellness center. And we decided to shift the name from a health center to a wellness or family center. Currently, we have three shipping containers in Freigrund. Uh, we built another facility through Kingdom Builders who helped us that is there. And uh, Sosa bought that facility from us now recently. And so the three shipping containers are going to be moved to this premises in a few weeks' time, where we will be running a wellness center and a clinic. And we'll talk about partnerships and what it looks like later. But Michelle, that's the, f that's the, the facility that we're leaving behind. These are the three shipping containers that is down there. One of those containers was donated recently by Church of the Holy Spirit. We actually, uh, there was a partnership agreement there first, and uh, Sydney, who has now gone to the USA, contacted me and said, Edel, we love what you guys are doing. We're donating these third container to you. And so all three containers were donated to Siakula. That's what it looks like inside. Uh, we've revamped this. Godfrey, Johan, and others who've worked with us tirelessly to get that going. And you know what? Our God will supply all our needs according to his riches in glory. That is the inside of that facility. The flooring was donated. Those cupboards that you see there was a company that closed down. We stored some of them here, and they donated the cupboards, and we revamped it. The, the previous ones, these, these those are old, old shop fittings that we got from another company, and that's pallet wood that we got when, during, low, um, during the COVID. We had pallets, and we then stripped them, and we used them um, for this. And so that is part of that journey. But now, Michelle, we've come to this part. Why did we take this approach to do an outreach program? Um, so at the moment, we don't do anything that is facility-based, despite Godfrey and uh, Johan's amazing ability to just change things whenever we say, oh, maybe we can just put it on that side, um, and they just get it done. And it's been really amazing to see what they have done, and we're still establishing that sort of facility-based stuff. But what we decided is exactly what we said earlier, is to do what we had in our hands. So as... Um, 
Errol mentioned, we have another doctor on board who's an epidemiologist, her name's Mari, and she actually does studies, that's her job. And so I was saying about human resources, she's managed to get um, an ECD health study approved through her work so that we can conduct studies um, and that's not for our own benefit, but it's really to see um, how COVID impacted young children um, in terms of their immunizations. A lot of them missed growth um, parameter checks with their clinics because of access issues. They may have missed immunizations. We don't actually know. And we know that the number of children in this community is huge. It's a really, really large population. So we already have partnerships with True North, which is one of the other NGOs in the area. And so this was an easy way for us to just get into the community and just start serving. So this um, picture you see here is a pilot study that we did where we went into one of the little schools and we measured all of the, the children that um, had consented to participation. We measured their height, we measured their weight, we checked if they'd had all their immunizations, we looked at what was missing, and we also just like, did a little quick health check and dental check, and we provided feedback to the parents of them, even if the feedback was... <coughs> Great teeth, well done, you know, just really trying to encourage. We did pick up a few little things, which we then refer on to the other, to the clinics. Um, but then we are able to use these, this data as part of the study to really see where we are in our community and where we can help. Um, can I go on to the double Before you do. Mm. So this study that Michelle is talking about, Wits uh, University through the research unit has approved us to be part of this pilot program. What that means now, it's growing from one, we have 11 schools to, to do, over, actually 17 now, over the next few months, and as a team we're coming together and saying, Lord help us, because we need to fulfill that mandate, because it's quite a, quite a bit that is needed. Tell us about this one, and the scripture there is that came to mind, is trust in the Lord with all your heart, and it was quoted this morning, lean not on your own understanding. So two years back, we applied to City Health for a memorandum of understanding to be a service site. And then we got involved with the local clinic through the structures. And for two years, we were working on this memorandum of understanding. At the end of the process, they said to us, unfortunately, we have to decline you because of some legality structures and what have happened. Pick it up from there. Um, so I don't actually remember how we got connected, but somehow God connected us with um, someone from the Western Cape Government of Health. And this little study that we're doing really speaks to the heart of what they're trying to do in government at the moment, which is, you know, that's just God. Um, and he, they're really working on reaching the community at the community rather than trying to bring people to facilities. So when they heard about our little study that we're doing, it just really spoke to their heart of, you know, people going out into the community, so partnering with people that are doing things that they would want to do, but they don't necessarily have the resources to do. And so we managed to connect with some of these people from the Western Cape. They invited us to this very big um, Western Cape Emporium where we felt very out of place, but it was amazing because we just connected with, um, just God just put us with the right people on the right day, on, on that day. And, um, and subsequently they invited us to a meeting with all of the main role players um, in this sort of area, the Southern Western substructure. Um, and we've had this really positive meeting. They are extremely excited about this little study that we're doing. They're very excited to see what information and statistics we can provide for them. And they also are 
are interested in supporting us where they can. So at the moment we're in the process of chatting with them in terms of where can they kind of partner with us in terms of going forward and there's a lot of exciting possibilities. They have more ideas than we are capable of helping them with right now but we're just really excited to be able to say well we're actually doing this thing with them and I know that a lot of people have tried to access government care and it's not always the best experience right it's not always you don't always feel like you got what you went for and I think for us what we want to do is we want to make that um, health experience an accessible and a, a nurturing and a dignified experience thank you Michelle thank you so much so what will happen is a couple of things, uh, the MOU, the Memorandum of Understanding has been circulated and we're going to sign that off shortly as a partnership where we will be called what is called a wellness hub. What it means is we're working currently with an architect and we've set up draft plans to move the containers over and to put up the structure in the parking lot over the next few weeks. What it also means is that now we've got to mobilize a team of what God is saying and doing and because we're going to be part of the Western Cape government substructure, it means that we will have access to material, we'll be running the measles campaigns, etc., and what God is opening up doors for. Daniel, can I invite you to come and join me, please? This is Daniel Harvey. So Daniel Harvey has been at the base since he was a little toddler. <laughs> Daniel has been one of, and his family has been one of the long-standing members of the bay. And uh, interestingly, I met Daniel when I got here a few years ago. So at the time, I had to say to Daniel, hi, Daniel, how are you? Now, recently, I must say, hi, Daniel, how are you? <laughs> and so that's the shift in power that has taken place over the last while since I've met you. And so Daniel, we, got, uh, we chatted a while back, and Daniel got involved with the audiovisual and the media at the back there. And it's been uh, really amazing to see Daniel's shift. And then last year, we hosted what is called Night to Shine. And for those who remember uh, Night to Shine, we had Demi Linau and uh, Tim Tebow because they funded the initiative, the deputy mayor, the ward councillor, and more importantly, our VIP guests. And so what has transpired is that I want to show this through a video before I speak to Daniel. Can you just turn up the volume for me, please?
So around about in 2017, um, Tracy spoke to me and uh, we were, she was following Tim Tebow, uh, actually prior to that. And she said, Errol, wouldn't it be great one day that we host Night to Shine? And I said to her, it seems a bit impossible because of the nature and the ask of what it is. And so we parked it for a while. And then there was someone in the life of the church who, who spoke to us and said, listen, I know Tim Tebow, can't we got, you guys host it, but we weren't ready for it. And then when, when God started to move our hearts in a direction, we felt that we wanted to host Night to Shine last year. And so we were the only organization in South Africa that hosted Night to Shine. And Demi now and Tim came down and spent time with us. But you know, it wasn't about them coming. It was everything about what God was doing. And Daniel walked the stage on the previous video. For those who want to look at it, we're going to post it up on YouTube. As that Daniel was walking the, the red carpet that particular night to shine. And then in our planning meeting, Joe came to me and she said to me, Edel, why don't we invite Daniel to be part of what we are doing? And so I took Daniel for lunch. Did you pay for it or me? No, it was you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we spent time together, we chatted through a host of stuff. And what happened out of that, which we initially thought was just night to shine, has now transpired where, where Daniel's heart is to join the team. And he's been working with us now for a few months, uh, a few days a week. Daniel, how's that experience been for you? Yo, it was quite something to... Uh witness um, being working for the circular team and that it's it's quite something I wasn't really expecting um, to get the opportunity um, I don't know what I wanted to do to be honest um, this left school and that and didn't know what to really do with myself and then this the couple weeks later after having those thoughts time zone for me is a bit um, confusing for me, but um, I, I see Errol coming up to me and saying, would you like to be a part of the Cooler team? And that, uh, and I took it because I love helping and that, and especially with, uh, with computers and tech and all that kind of stuff. Really, really liked that, and so I decided to join Siakula team. Not only that, join the Night to Shine and helping out, getting things ready and everything. Yeah, um, it was really nice. So that you've been working with us. Just tell some of the folk what you do here at Siakula. Well, I do um, quite a bit of things. Um, being the IT guy. Being the, being the labor helper, um, is that a good word to say? No, you were saying laborer, but that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, don't be shy. We don't discriminate here. We don't discriminate here. Yeah, those are the ones that pop into my mind. But yeah, I, I help with quite a bit of things. I'll, oh, yes, I also help with the, with the relief and that, trying to get all the boxes ready for for the communities to get their food and yeah, that's all I can remember at the moment. That's good enough. One more question, Daniel, is that you, you and I had a conversation in the week and I said to you, what would it look like as an opportunity for you to join us and would you consider that? And your response to me was, I've already thought about it. 
tell us why you've decided and what your response was. Well, after you've, you've asked me and after having a bit of time in Siakula, I immediately thought, no, this is the right place for me. I need to stay and help. Okay. So, yeah, and within the one week, I already made up my mind, yeah. and that was to <laughs> stay and join. Thank <laughs> you so much, Daniel. God bless you. Thank you. So, the Partridge family arrived in Cape Town out of being in the missions field for a while, and they were going to come here to retire, or just to lay back and to enjoy life. And uh, they've had a spate of, of things happen over time. And so we met the Partridges, as you heard from Ray earlier, and for some of us who don't know, Joe is an educational specialist. And before Joe got to the Bay, we had a focus meeting in the top room there with a few people. Tanya and others were there. And we were looking at what does it look like if we look at learning from a different perspective. And we never had the answers, to be very honest. All we knew is, as part of what Siakul is going to be doing, is we are going to work with what is known as differently abled children. Those that are, um, some people will call it different names, but we felt this is one that, that we landed on, and also learning differently. And so Joe's been involved with the children's work, yes, but for those who don't know in the background, every week joins, uh, Joe joins us in the team. So on a Monday, the staff is off, but not Joe. She comes to the Siakula meetings and to, to get involved there. And then Joe prepares for the children's work and what that needs and then jumps into a few stuff. I've never seen someone so busy, but what Joe doesn't know, they, we've got some breakthrough. We're actually going to clone her. So we have decided... <laughs> To clone her, yeah, she, there's a one's, few copies. One's enough. Yeah, you don't no. need. <laughs> the photocopier said, "Accept denied, accept denied." No, no. So we figured out something because, truthfully, um, she's a, a real mother figure to us and to many. And uh, when Joe comes and stands in front of you and disciplines you, you will feel it. And she does it in such a loving way. She says, "I'm older than you." and I want you to listen to me. <laughs> so those are words to me, not to the rest of the people, that's to me. Joe, you've joined us for a while. Just talk through some of the highlights that you had. I know there were many, but just things that stood out for you. Sure, that's really difficult. And just want to tell you now that I'm, we're totally unprepared for any of these questions. Uh, yeah, sorry, it's just not that we've had time to prepare. No, Errol said, no, I'm just gonna, you just need to come up I was and gonna I'm gonna say ask questions. Daniel, so he also asked me, he said, Errol, can you send me the questions of what you're asking? I said, Daniel, it mustn't go rehearsed. It's unrehearsed. These are a couple of basic yeah. questions. We're just having a conversation. So here's it. Go, Joe. Oh, that's me up there. Okay, yeah. there's, there's absolutely no, no prep. Okay. So, yeah, shush, hi highlights. And after hearing Daniel speak, I mean, that just, that just moved, moved my heart. And, and I think says what I would want to say, that what has pulled me in what has kept me through times when I felt I can't, I can't do all of this is God's heart for fa families, God's heart for no matter who we are. We all, we are created with gifts and, and abilities and God's heart is to grow those things and to move, move us forward too. And 
just God's heart for fa families, we look around and we see a very broken world. And the world is largely broken because the family unit has fallen apart. There's, you know, I was just saying now to some, someone, it's like there's, there's no right or wrong anymore. It's what you believe it to be. But, you know, God has, has a design. And what, is, what really keeps me and what inspires me and um, encourages me to keep going with, with what God gives us, even in the midst of lack of resources, is his heart. And his heart to see families, to see in individuals, not just to see, but to create those spaces where people can feel, I am seen, I am heard, and I am valued. That's right. Thank you, Joe. So can I ask you to, to dovetail this answer two ways, because you, you've worked with children many years ago. Jo, uh, Joe has also pioneered with quite a few networks over time, and I'll talk through that a little bit as I wrap up later. Um, but here's the part. You went in to be an educational specialist because you love children, and that's clear. But tell us what, what do you foresee that to, to materialize in, and also speak about in light of Siakula and where we are going. Okay. I think the other, on Friday night, I was actually brainstorming with Ray, which is the first opportunity that we've had for a long time. And I was just brainstorming what I feel God is saying now, um, where I feel God is, is, is leading us to. And he said to me, and it was an interesting phrase, and it has stayed with me, he said, in the context that we're in here, God is asking you to redefine education. And for me, that kind of just helped. It helped me to, I mean, it, 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 it sounds like a big, big thing. And we're not doing a big, big thing. We're beginning small. We're beginning with what has God placed, pl placed in our hands. And we have children here. We have 13-year-olds who, who have been putting a grade four class and they can't read or write. They are made to feel shame. They are made to feel that they can't. And we have so many children with different needs. So we want to redefine education in the sense of you are seen as a child. You are not just seen as a child who needs to learn ABC. A, you are seen as that child who comes with the trauma that, 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 that you come with. You are seen as a child who comes with the special needs you have. And behind that child is a fa family. So we're not only looking at redefining education in the sense of the child and making, and making a space where what that child needs is accessible, not just because they can pay, but because God has said that's, that's what we, we need to do and trusting God to help us find a way in that. But behind that child is the, is the family, so we're also looking at ways that we can help and support that fa family to be able to help their child too. Thank you, Joe. God bless you. Thank you. So in the next few, while Joe and her family has got a trip to make, uh, to, they're going to the UK for a while, and then when they come back, we are going to be talking a bit more of the Siakula Learning Center that will be launched off um, after that. Tracy. So 
behind every busy man is a tired wife. Um, he's joining me this side. And uh, Tracy, when we started to look at Siakula and what we're going to do, Tracy's got a finance background, but she also has a background in uh, social sciences and other things. And so what happened is that she said to me, it'll, the one thing I don't want to do is be back into finances. So she does the church's finances currently. <laughs> How's that? So she's got one foot in the bay, like myself, in terms of the church's finances. And the other foot is actually our wellness coordinator. And what she does is, is her mandate is to make sure that the volunteers, the staff, the beneficiaries are all taken care of in terms of wellness and what that means. Tracy, how's that been for you and, and how's the experience been to, to coordinate that? Um, good morning, everybody. So it's not the easiest because everybody who's involved, including the person to my left, um, are very busy trying to do what we do, you know, trying to coordinate, trying to run the programs. This includes Joe, every, everybody else. So when I say, um, can I do something for you? Can we go out? Can we run a program? Can we, just in terms of wellness and you slowing down and all of that, they always have a, but I need to prep. But I need to. So that's how it's been. <laughs> um, but when we do find the moments, and we do know that it is important, doing what we do, people need to be able to debrief. You can't just hold all the information. I mean, just watching this video stirred lots of emotions, right? So if people are working with um, others who have challenges, you yourself become challenged and weighed. And so, yeah, that's why I just try to come alongside people and just see, are you overworked? Are you a little stressed? Do you need to take time out? Can we go and have our nails done? Um, at the moment, my desire is for us to go on some sort of retreat. So if anybody has a bed and breakfast facility or you have a hotel or something where we can all just go to just take a breather, that will be amazing. Yeah, I don't mind staying at the hotel. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. you're home. Yeah. Thank you, Tracy, <laughs> to play. And Tracy's been quite, quite diligent with making sure that our rhythms as Siakula with everybody involved is, is done properly because of the nature of our work and what we do. The biggest one is that she got me to join the gym after trying a while. It took me 20 years to join the ballroom classes. She perseveres. So she's, she's quite excited about that. Um, so equally, it's, it's quite important for us to find the right rhythm. Talk to us about this picture here at the back and what you guys are doing and this one as well. Just tell us a little bit of what you're doing. <laughs> this, so we have a ladies group, a women's group, who meets every second week. And um, it's not a Bible study group, it's not a sewing class, it's not a, it's something that encapsulates needs that everybody have. So at the beginning of the year, we ask, what would you like to see, you know, what, what would the things be that could fill a gap in your lives? So everybody gave us some suggestions, and so every second week it looks different. So we can't tell you, come to our something type of group. It's just a general group that helps people to just be, you can just come and explain what you've been through during the week, but you can also come and encourage others. We laugh together, we have lots of fun and lots of input from each other, we learn from one another. It's just not, 
Uh, so another lady, I'm not sure if she's on the picture, Kath and myself, we facilitate this group, but we are not the leaders. We are led by the group very often because they have such a wealth of experience and I'm seeing some of the ladies here. And we are, so when somebody prays or teaches or whatever, we go home enriched completely. So it's not as if we're only coming to pour out. So it's a very special ladies group that we have there. The other picture that you saw was just us realizing um, the amount of years we have we have had on so the So there's Kath, that is Kath. Oh, Kath is the other lady there. And you might recognize some of the ladies, they are sitting here, who are on the picture. And the youngest lady is actually sitting on that side there, Samantha. She's the youngest, but she is not the most inexperienced. She has so much to give people. Mm. She is amazing. Absolutely. And so are everybody else there. So we have from 31 to Mama Victoria, who is 68, I think. Um, that was just a moment of fun that we had where we just so how old we are, how really old we are. <laughs> so one last question is that if you could dream about things happening with Siakula, what would be that, I know there might be many, but what would be the highlight for you? Just first to fulfill God's mandate completely, like not to run, not to step out of line. Um, I think we've had some, lots of hits. We, we got so many things right, but there have been some deviations where maybe it was a road we could have walked differently. So we just want to know that we're always just stepping in line with his plan um, for the group. And also for us, and Farnes and Jeanette will always speak about this, for us just to work from a place of rest mm. where we have enough energy to give more. You know, we don't want to be depleted at the end of the day and not be able to fulfill a mandate that we have. And I just add something quickly. Sorry, so when Tino gave his testimony. I always let my wife have the last say. Yes. <laughs> When Tino um, spoke about a few years ago yeah. when, when he had this challenge, Tino was one of the pillars um, during the lockdown period yeah. where he was here. He was going through stuff, but he was here every day helping others. Absolutely. And so many people have spoken about su such moments where they were feeling down, whether it was emotionally, whether it was psychosocially, um, they needed an outlet and an organization such as Siakula, I'm not here to promote Siakula right now, but such an organization um, or just doing something for others helps lift us, it lifts our spirits. So when we are facing many challenges, see what we can do to help somebody else because somebody else's situation is always worse, bigger than our one. Um, because And also because we have God. We have the Holy Spirit. He is carrying us through. We do face those difficult times, but God. Mm. Somebody else might not have that same hope and assurance. So can we try to be that hope and be that channel of blessing to others? Amen. Thank you. <laughs> That's my wife. So let me wrap this up. We're part of a network called Respond, which is the way through the warehouse. It's churches responding to disaster. So when fire disasters happen, when there's relief work that needs to, to take place, Madeline, I know you don't like to do this, but don't you want to stand for me, please? Madeline Reitus has been at the bay for many years. Madeline has joined us. That is in front of Madeline's house that feeds families every day. And we as Siakula with others have partnered with her 
to make sure that hundreds of families are fed a warm meal every day. And they are just a small team. Madeline, we honor God for you, honestly. And so every day we make sure, and with some of us and the donations we receive, we share with, with Madeline. We're part of Sukunye. What has happened is that God has placed us with first thousand days to look at the whole of Cape Town and South Africa. I was on a platform last week with Sukunya. They're putting out a manual. We, we are giving input as to how fathers and the role fathers have to play within the lives of children. We're part of the Connect Network. Grace and Cornwall. Actually, it's Grace. Mother is here at the band, been here for years. And Grace runs uh, um, Connect Network, which is to help families and communities being transformed. They look at high-risk areas. There's gender-based violence and training. It's a network of Christian organizations that takes care of the city and what God is doing. Why am I telling you this? I started off by saying that it's through the church that the manifold wisdom of God will be made manifest. God is using organizations. God has aligned us with like-minded people, whether it's from disaster to health later that we've seen in others. Let me close off with this as a testimony. Now, let me say this quickly. Why are we sharing this? Is to stir your faith, yes? We're not going to send you an SMS later and say, can you please put money into the bank account? That would be nice, thank you. But that's not the reason. The main reason is to stir your faith. What are you trusting God for? Because we are giving you testimonies of what God is doing with us and through us as the church. There's going to be our information is going to be at the end. We're just going to leave it there. You can go take a photograph because, you know, we could have printed flyers and then spoiled the environment through that, through three. But we're just going to put it up there. You can take a picture. Our WhatsApp numbers, there, our email address. If you'd like to touch base with us, that's really up to you. We're not here to recruit today. We're not here also to promote Siakula per se. We are here to speak about God and his goodness and what he's done. So a few days ago, I get a call through the chairperson of Two Oceans and said, Edel, uh, we would like to partner with like-minded organizations and NGOs. We've been wanting to do this for, for years. There's some things that needs to be done. The manager will be in touch with you. And there's a few organizations that they've been speaking to. We then were in touch with the manager, and she said, listen, I like you guys. Can you get a team together? We've got this mandate that we need you to fulfill, which will take three to four days. I got a team together. Daniel and others were with us. We trekked out to the head office out in Heathfield, on the main road. And uh, within the first day, the manager came back to me and she said, I'm speaking to the director. I love what you guys are doing, but I think we have an opportunity here to partner with you. And she listed the following stuff. So that was the one day, and I parked it. And the team went on, and then the next day I came, and she came back to me and she said, listen, I, I, I've shifted some stuff around. We have service providers around certain things, don't you want to represent the Siakula with us at the Two Oceans race on the two days? You can bring your branding, you can do all that you need to do, but we are going to want to partner with you. The last day we, we were there, the CEO came to speak to the team. This is only some of us. So the, not everybody could make it for the picture uh, because of other commitments. They obviously gave us this T-shirt. Some of you will think I ran the 21K. Um, <laughs> for those that are runners, we'll see... The 15K, yes, I did. I ran it, and then I woke up and realized it was just a dream. <laughs> and, um, and let me tell you why this is so significant, because we were trusting God to really make a way for us on our funding and some other things. 
And, and I kept on hearing this when I hear about what God is doing through us in Siakula, and God, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And so what happened is she spoke to me about a few things which I'll share later. And we parked it, and then the CEO came, and he said, Edel, we're going to send you a mail. In the mail is going to be an ask. And the ask is for you to partner with the Two Oceans Marathon and the Trust. And I said, what does that mean? And they highlighted a few things. And in that way, we see God providing for, for certain things that we need. And so today, we want to honor God for his faithfulness. We want to honor God for the fact that just, uh, Daniel, it's freezing. Don't you want to just go to the last slide because we are done? Or you can switch it off, please, because I think it's freezing now. I've had enough of my voice. But truthfully, I want to ask you to stand with me. And um, can we just get the house lights on, please? And I want to say this to you as we close off. I said this, and I'm going to say it again. Don't look at what Siakula is doing. Look at what God is doing through the earth and in the earth. What God is doing in your business, on where you are. And sometimes it feels like you're hitting a wall every time. Trust where you cannot see. Trust Him and Him only. God is our source. God is the one that will provide. He is the one that will have us come at the right time to do what He's required. For the people that have spoken here, was God appointed times. There was no way we could have orchestrated this. Honest. I want to take us back to when Tino was on his knees and we were singing. And there was so much energy and faith stirred in this room. We, we all experienced that. But do you know there are Stephanies out there who doesn't have this? There's nobody backing them up. They're out there on their own. But Siakula is putting up his hand because God asked them, what is that that you have in your hand? Mm. Okay? There are Mortons out there that are desperate. They've got, they are like this. They're absolutely alone. Nobody can even say a prayer for some of those people out there. On Monday, if the enemy has its way, there could be devastation. There could be trauma. But Siakula is putting up his hand and say, we're willing to go. We're willing to serve. Let's, let's pick that up in our hearts. Let's remember this morning when we were strong in faith mm. and we were ready to jump through the walls for God. That's the God that's listening. That's the God that's saying, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Back these guys up. Pray for them. Stand in agreement with them. Decree over them. All those decrees. Take some of them home. Yeah. And in your private time, that's decree right. over them. Speak life over them. That's right. Can I close? Before you do, I just want to take this opportunity, and Tracy reminded me, because that's why I had the last slide, to say thank you to the Bay. For some of you, you've come along us, side of us to pray with us and for us. You've been interceding with us um, through difficult times. Some of you have encouraged us. Some of you just said, I can just do this one thing. Just that one thing was what we needed. Some of you have really encouraged us in times that it was really difficult. It was late of last year and some of the challenges we experienced through that. We want to honor God for this body of Christ who has really been so amazing. There's times you have cheered us on. You could see we were looking tired, but you encouraged us, and we really appreciate that. And we appreciate the willingness to, to serve together and to see God's uh, kingdom come and his will to be done. I'm going to quote Tracy as I close in prayer. 
and she spoke about dreams. About what is your dream? I think mm. you asked her, Errol. Yeah. So let's just bow our heads. Father God, your word says way beyond. Way beyond what mm. you can imagine, ask, or dream. Mm. God takes Jesus. us into that space where we have to let go. It, mm. It's like a fantasy world to us. We can't fully comprehend that. Mm. That's the God we serve. That's the God that we're coming to this morning and we say, Father God, give us the capacity. Give Edel, Tracy, the family, and everyone that came forward this morning to, to, to bear witness and testimony, Father God. We pray for capacity. Yes, Lord. We pray for, an, for mm. an, a God divinely given capacity mm. to absorb what is at play here, mm. Father God. There's a nation, there's a city out mm. there crying out desperate, Lord God. Mm. I pray a blessing over them. I declare a blessing Amen. over this organization. Yes, and I, I declare a blessing uh, as, mm. as Sheldon is doing what he's supposed yes, to do. Lord. He's out there mm. working the field, Jesus working the field. Gaining the networks, mm. getting the churches to stand in agreement. That's yes, part of the apostolic anointing. Mm. It's part of that anointing. Jesus Father God, I pray mm. that that anointing will flow. It will flow. It will affect. It will run in from behind, mm. Father God. Errol, Tracy, the family, and everyone mm. represented here this morning. Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your mighty name. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good week. God bless you. Thank you for us. That was different, eh?